Hey folks, before we start this episode, uh, we talk about Radwood being in Austin on the weekend of the 26th of February. It actually ended up being postponed for weather. It is going to be April 23rd now. So when you hear us talking about it, it is actually April 23rd. All right, thanks, and uh, on to the episode. Welcome to Auto Off Topic. Hey, I've got uh, multiple brads tonight, actually. Not sure if that's good or bad. Sometimes it can be good. I did notice, Brad, that we were at um, a parts store today, and the guy who was checking out next to us was also named Brad. Did you notice that? I did not notice yeah. that. <laughs> it was a little confusing for a while. There were three Brads at the parts counter. I think um, Brad's been on the most. Two Brads don't make it right. He's the number one guest now. Uh, Brad is probably our number one guest, yeah. I think he was last time he was on. Now he's just adding to his score. Yeah, yeah just running the numbers up. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we all know, Brad is a big name in the world of podcasting, so <laughs> not not each not each of us as Brad, but Brad's in general. Mm-hmm. Because we had the discussion on uh, the friend of ours show, um, which they haven't recorded in a while, I don't think. Uh, Hello, Road. Mm, I think they just put up an episode a couple of weeks ago. Okay, but yeah, they're very intermittent. But, yeah, but they're also very Brad positive because there are four. There are very four Brads that have been on that show. Yes. Because we've been on that show, and Brad Hansen's been on that show, and Brad... There's a fourth Brad. There's been a lot of Brads in that show, so yes. Brad's, Brad's a big name in uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Not, again, patting myself on the back, just saying the name Brad is a big <laughs> name in podcasting. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we have uh, Bradley Brunell sitting next to me here in my, uh, air quotes, studio, studio. <laughs> uh, which is actually the desk that Naomi and I have shared during our various work-from-home um, stints, so... Uh, Bradley's here for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, just to visit. Yep. Two, just to visit. Three, because mm-hmm. he was passing through, and uh, it's cheaper to stay in our guest room than a hotel, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not the only reason. I, oh, okay. I do enjoy your company. All right, but, good. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, on my way to Radwood, Austin, um, I had to. Uh, I'm, this is a long, convoluted thing, but. Uh, we recently moved back to the Midwest, my wife and I, and so we had to take the van from Michigan, where we were, back to Reno, where we have been for the last eight years, and all of the Radwood stuff was stored there, so we had to close out the office, uh, get everything packed up for the show, um get everything ready to transport to Austin because it's no longer going to be in Austin. We're going to take the stuff with us uh, when we go back to the Midwest. So um, anyway, yeah. So I have an entire van full of everything that belongs to Radwood at the moment and we're heading to Austin uh, and then we'll send some stuff on its way to the uh, Amelia Island show um, and then heading back north to Michigan. So I guess that's as good as time as any to say that Austin Radwood is this coming weekend. This coming weekend. I assume this episode's going to come out the end of this week, Andrew. Yeah, they go so, up on uh, Friday. So it'll be the day after. It'll <laughs> be this the day after the episode comes out will be Austin Radwood. So yeah, not enough time to actually promote it, but that's okay because I think it's sold out. Cars are sold out. Obviously, we will take as many spectators as we can get. So please come on down. It's at Coda Circuit of the Americas. Um. We are in the infield, so there's like the area where the concerts are, and there's the big tower that overlooks the. Um, so we'll be in that area, and there will be like 
barbecue and stuff set up a mexican booth and they'll have all of their midway uh rides open so if you want to be on the ferris wheel or you want to take the zip line or whatever that's all going to be open um should be fun is this in conjunction with any other events there this weekend is there anything going on on track there is i think a pca track day oh that's cool so it'll be pretty cool you can hang out and watch some cars go around that's cool that's yeah. the that'll be a first i think for uh, for me anyway i know radwood did a thing with uh hoopticon that probably had a similar vibe yes yeah we had um lemons at uh what was that sonoma right? sonoma well we did we did two at sonoma and we did one in jersey new jersey, oh, new jersey Park. Park. yeah yeah um and yeah they were pretty fun so uh having that on track vibe is pretty nice i hope the Porsche Club of America cars will be a little bit quieter than the ones that were <laughs> at Lemons because Lemons gets real loud. Uh, race car spec. So, well, I think that if this is a Porsche Club track day. It's going to be mostly street cars, right? Mostly, yeah. So yeah, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be as ridiculous. So. I hope not. So that's exciting. So that's this coming weekend. Um, I know Naomi and I are heading out there as well. After you guys leave, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to kind of bonsai run as we always seem to do. Uh-huh. Uh, head out Friday. Uh, we're taking, unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, we're taking the Eclipse. We'll be so we have the. Uh, I thought you were going to take the blue car. Which blue car? Toyota. Yeah. No, taking the Eclipse. I thought you were taking the Cressida. Oh, nope. right, because you wanted air conditioning. Correct. Right, 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 right. Unfortunately, I'm also working from the road on Friday, so <laughs> yes. I will need uh, windows up, air conditioning on. Yes. So that's going to be an interesting drive. But uh, we were planning on taking the Saab. That was going to be, you know, the. The ultimate like Public end unveiling. of the yeah of the yeah. sob story, yeah. <laughs> but the sob story became as Andrew quoted before a sob story, so that will not be there. We'll be there in the eclipse instead. So okay, uh, and then I think the next event for Radwood after that, which we are in time to promote, even though it's also sold out car wise, but you mm-hmm. can still spectate, mm-hmm. is at Amelia Island. Correct. Yes. That's the following weekend. The following weekend that is the what the the, the first, first weekend, weekend of, March. of March. Yeah. The fifth, I think, or sixth, maybe. Well, we do have this handy dandy device in front of us that should yeah. tell us. That I is should make an, uh, an effort to get to Amelia because it is on this coast, so it's really not yeah. that hard to get to Florida. Sure, I think it's actually closer to Georgia. Yes, it is like literally right across the border into Florida from Georgia. I'm glad that Bradley knew what you meant because I thought you meant that it's closer to Georgia than it is to Massachusetts. And I was going to seriously question <laughs> I mean, what that even meant. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. But yes. <laughs> so maybe we should uh, plan that next year, Andrew. We'll uh, head down to Florida for that or something. Although maybe. next year I'd like to plan to go to Florida for the 24. So yeah, I'll definitely it. be there for the 24. <laughs> yeah. This year's 24 was awesome. Damn. Yeah. I, oh, that was something we could talk about. I got to yeah. drive the NSX Type S on track. That was fun. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. That's pretty amazing. We'll definitely get to that. <laughs> um, so before it leaves our our brain, um, I think we should chat about NASCAR again. I yes. know I could hear a couple of collective groans from the audience, but um, I mean, it is what it segue is. into Daytona, so you might as well start with this speed week. Yeah, we'll work backwards because this didn't, is for sure. Now, am I imagining it, or was it? Didn't didn't it used to be the twenty four, and then Daytona was the following weekend. Yeah, yes. we were just discussing that All yesterday right. when we were watching the race. That was Speed Week. Speed Week yes. started with the twenty four hour. Yep. Then there was a bunch of motorcycle races, yep. and then it culminated with the Daytona five hundred. Okay. I th- yeah, I think sometimes the motorcycles split off and did their own thing, but yeah, I, I definitely remember going. 
when the 24 was the weekend before the 500 or at the very least before the weekend before the uh the clash, clash? yeah yeah maybe yeah. that's what it was yeah nonetheless it's all unrelated now so it doesn't matter so, yeah so i'm sure it has something to do with selling tickets and yeah, who knows? And, and, and money. Who knows? I'm, I'm sure there's some deep NASCAR pocket story there somewhere. But uh, so we are a day after the Daytona 500. Um, do we know who won? Yeah, we do. His name was Austin. Uh, not Dylan. No, the other one. Uh, Cindric. Austin Cindric. Yes, that's the problem with NASCAR. I mean, there's 43 drivers in every race, and it seems like the guy who won isn't leading until the last two laps. You don't remember his name after the race is <laughs> over. I knew him beforehand because he used to race in sports cars. Um, he was a uh, Pirelli World Challenge runner like long time ago. Okay, and then he was really good in uh, Xfinity last year, and he was a contender at the uh, road courses for sure. So this so, is his first year as a full circuit NASCAR driver. So yes, that technically makes him a rookie. Yes. So this is his yep. first Daytona 500, and he yes. won his first Daytona 500. Correct. So By 0. 0.036 seconds. Yeah, 36 <laughs> thousandths of a second. Yeah, uh, I mean... That was Bubba nuts. Wallace in second. That was nuts. Did you see Bubba's tweets? I'm sure you didn't. But... I did not. No, I don't have Twitter, no. unfortunately. He got uh, a little a little boozed up last night, and uh, he, was, he was talking some mad trash about... Uh, uh, how it sucks to lose by that little of amount, and um, there were rumors that um, his uh, wheels were illegal, or or there was an infraction with the wheels for Austin's the winner. Austin's or Bubba's? Austin's. Okay. And so he was like, "How about them wheels, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Did those rumors turn out to be true, or is it still being investigated? I, I I know that they were confiscated. I don't think there was anything that came from it. Okay. And it's been 24 hours, so they're, they're not going to do anything about it now. Speaking of those Even wheels, there was. a couple flew off. Yeah. yeah. One came off because it was, I think it was just a loose lug. Um, you know, single lug. And then one of them, like, sheared in half. So it sheared in half, and they were talking about something with the pin on the center drive. Mm. So there's two sets of pins that it has to lock onto. And if you don't lock it on to the pin, the, the vibration is wild. Mm. And that's probably why it sheared in half. Could be. So I think that's both of them might have been um, user error. But did you hear the punishment for that? For the one not being on yeah. correctly? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a four race suspension for the crew chief. Yeah. I mean, that seems kind of harsh. Yeah. I think the crew member, too. Yeah, it, that seems kind of harsh, given as this is the first real event with those wheels on it. Like, mm-hmm. let's give us a little bit of uh, <laughs> learning margin for error and learning time here. It's not like, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be that difficult to put one lug on a car, but there's always that in the heat of the moment, you know, things are a little harder to, not so standard as they would be, you would think. But I listen, overall though, I am super happy with the new cars. I'm yeah. Super excited. I mean, I think they, they, they nailed it. Like the amount of, the amount of just side by side drafting and 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 passing and it was it was not a boring race. There was a lot going on the whole time. The cars seemed pretty evenly matched. It was definitely a uh, a show of skill over mechanical advantages. Yeah, I think you know? the Fords had a little aero advantage. It seemed like, Maybe but again, that. that's 
Yeah, there wasn't far off though. No, and, and and I like that it was basically pack racing for 500 miles. You know, there was a couple of points where it strung out to single file, but then they they brought it back to two lines, and it was pretty tight for most of it. I mean, bump drafting and the whole the whole thing. It was good. Yeah, and that whole thing. I think we touched on it last time, Andrew. After the short race in LA, the bump drafting now is a little more. Uh, forgiving on the cars. Yeah, the cars bounce. Like, they have bounce to them. Yeah, they don't just like, wad up on a t- slightest touch well, and ruin all the arrow. Speaking of, yeah, uh, Bubba's car took a hit and he didn't wreck. Like his yeah. fender flew off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was pure luck. I mean, yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, but, but also, to the credit of the car, after that, he lost that race by 0.36 thousandths of a second, which with that much arrow change. Yeah. If you took an entire fender off of an old-style NASCAR car, he would have been top speed 20% under everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. So he was still able to mix it up with the pack with yeah. that, which was. And if, if he had had that fender, he probably would have won. I mean, that fender might have caused 36 thousandths of a second <laughs> difference. You're right. That could yeah. have been a whole game changer. I mean, if, if the finish line was a hundred feet beyond, beyond where it yeah. was, he would have won the race too. I mean, that's yep. just, I get how you get a little butt hurt in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Listen, <laughs> you, you finish second in the, in the Daytona 500. I think it's a second, second place there. Is it not? I don't know. I thought he finished second there a year or two ago as well. But to finish second... Coca-Cola 600 or something like that. Either way, to finish second at the Daytona 500 is no small feat. Yeah. And it's something to be proud of. But at the same time, (laughs) it's also something to be pissed about if he lost by .036 of a second. Like, that is so damn close. In fact, watching it at home, I know Bradley was here when it was on and we were watching it together and both of us were like... I think he won it. We thought Baba won the race. (laughs) Because it was so fast past the start finish line, we didn't even catch where the start finish line was. So yeah, and it was what so a... crowded, and like yeah, you're watching the two cars go over the start finish, but then everybody behind them got tangled up, so you're like yep. distracted. Yep, which is a pretty typical NASCAR yeah. Daytona yeah. 500 finish. It's yep. somebody's pulling a last ditch effort to get that last points place, and it causes a remainder of the cars pile up, and yeah. then it's timing has to figure out if it. If it even counts crossing the finish line in the pit lane, so yeah, right. Yeah, it was a hell of a race. Um, I think I said this last year. I said that I was excited about what NASCAR was doing, and as a former like rabid NASCAR fan who fell off of NASCAR in like oh five oh six, um, and last year I started to get back into it again. I think that uh, this year is really going to be it. I think I'm gonna watch a bunch more races. I'm definitely going to tune in for all the road course stuff. I'm definitely going to tune in for the dirt race again. Uh, I don't think there's any events on the schedule that look like they're going to be boring. Every track is all the remaining tracks are pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I was actually talking to Naomi about possibly picking up some tickets when they come into town here for the Phoenix track in March. I, so. um, I didn't look when, what road course are they running? Just two again? Or are they running more than two? No, I there's, think three? there's three this year. But the Roval and... Are they doing Daytona again? I think they're doing the Roval again. It was pretty successful last year. I think this year they're doing um, Road America as well. Oh. oh, I'm actually pulling it up right now. I know they've been doing that with Xfinity for a few seasons. It must be going to the Glen. That's kind of a, a standard. Yeah, that one's always going to go. It was crazy, yeah. Andrew. We've talked about going to that for years. No, I really should. We should really should go to that. And then Sonoma is always on the schedule. Uh, so let's see. We got. I mean, I'd be. I'd even go back to. So, oh, Coda. Oh yeah, they're doing Coda this year in March. So Coda, 
Is Coda a decent place to watch a race, or is the... Uh, it, yeah, there it, are places that are pretty good. I was there for the F1 race last summer. My um, worry is that with the FIA runoffs, you're like really far away from the track. Yeah. You're you're close enough that you can see what's going on because it's pretty... The problem is that it's pretty flat. Yeah. Except for that big hill at turn one. Yeah. Um. So unless you're at turn one or turn two... You're really only going to see what's right in front of you, which is kind of the same thing at, at all road courses. Yeah. So, so yeah, it looks like we're going to have, like we said, um, Coda. What is going on with my computer here? I see what it is. So we have Coda is going to be a road course. Watkins Glen is going to be a road course, obviously. Um, I saw Charlotte Motor Speedway is going to be the Roval. Indy Roval. Indy is going to be the Roval. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yeah, so it sounds like there's going to be at least four or five road course races. So that's and Watkins Glen's not in the schedule. Well, there it is. Ooh, there right it there. Is. Watkins yeah. Glen. I was so, going to yeah. say it's got to be. So yeah, that, that's five road courses this year. So that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's going like IndyCar is down to two ovals. Yeah. Well, so, I think three. Three ovals. I it's think not. Three. It used to be a lot of ovals and not many road courses, and now it's mostly yeah. road courses. Yeah. We need NASCAR to go that way. Yeah. Because I mean. The, the, the TV ratings don't lie. They're when they do something fun, it's watched more than anything else. I yeah. guess that the TV ratings for the the Coliseum race were like more than they're almost like Super Bowl numbers, weren't they? Oh wow! I I mean probably it yeah. was a big it was a really cool event. It was a big I, to do. I watched it, and I don't normally watch NASCAR. I think this is the first time I watched the 500 in a couple of years. So. Yeah, I made it a point to watch it. So I, I do have an fun. issue with with the sponsor of Watkins Glen. It made they named the race Go Bowling at the Glen, which is uh, pretty uh, sounds like a boring event to me. But I guess Go Bowling must <laughs> Go be the Bowling sponsor. has been yeah. the sponsor yeah. for years. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for NASCAR this year. Um, I think I said that last year, and I did watch more last year than I probably watched in the ten years prior to that. So I think that uh, moving forward, I'm going to continue to watch more and more and. I don't think I'll ever go full NASCAR fan with uh, uh, pit vipers and a mullet, but I'll definitely uh, no, I'll go the, full modern NASCAR fan. Yeah, I like the, the cars look more like a car now. Yeah, and, honestly, it reminded me a lot more of like an Australian touring car kind of spec. Like it's not quite as good as an Australian touring car because those are still unibody cars with a cage in them, but it had more of that look to it. It's more identifiable as a car, which I think is important. Um, and I think that ultimately that might be one of the things that hurt NASCAR was making the car not look like the streetcar. So I don't know. I'm way into it. It's going to be good. So. Yeah. Just wait till they pull some stunt like they're going to race on the beach again or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's basically the stunt they pulled with. They've already pulled two stunts. They did a dirt course. And they did the Coliseum race. and uh, Charlotte Roval was kind of a stunt. And Daytona Road Course is kind of a stunt. Yeah. I, you know, they're doing good things. I like it. Yep. They, they got to mix it up. You know, it's it's been stagnant for so long. And last time they tried to mix it up, they went like full World Wrestling Federation with it. And it was the wrong thing to do. It was like they spent too much time hyping up personalities and not enough time hyping up the racing. Mm-hmm. And I think this time here, they're they're doing the right thing and they're hyping up the racing. So. I still There's don't like the stages. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little engineered and, break. Yep. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, 
the one thing that I do like about the stages, and I think this is the main reason they exist, is it's that mid-race excitement. So yeah. you have that battle for your stage win. You're not just waiting 500 miles for that last-ditch effort battle. Sure. You have a battle every 150 miles. The downside yeah. is I don't remember who won stage one and two. I don't, but well, there's been I a lot care. of like last lap passing action and whatnot sure. in those. Sure. Um, and I think that's what it's there for because, you know, I bet there was a big focus group of people that watch NASCAR and the biggest complaint was like the races are just too long to come down to the last second. Like mm-hmm. we don't yeah. need 500 miles and three hours of nothing happening and then waiting for the end of the race. So mm-hmm. go talk to an endurance racing fan. Listen, I, I get it, and yeah, endurance racing like, fans aren't mainstream motorsports yeah, fans either, and we're not appealing to the mainstream. That's why to be an endurance racing fan, you have to know how to chase it down on the internet to watch it. Not like you yeah. rally fans that have a winner every 30 minutes. Sure, which we also can't watch because we're trudging through the woods with no cell phone <laughs> yeah, signal trying right. to figure out what the hell is happening. Right, right. So Wait, so you spent 12 hours and you saw the car's two times yeah yes. right <laughs> yeah yeah we saw two laps all day we hiked seven miles we camped in the woods we haven't showered in three days yeah. and we're really drunk yeah we froze our butts off the top of mount washington to watch two runs uh-huh yeah i almost died that day too because i had to hike up to that spot and i don't hike so it was not good still mad at jordan for that oh yeah it's easy yeah it's easy when you're used that to is the easy part like, 100 percent. it's the easy part when you're used to hiking places, but when your normal hike is walking from the bedroom to the car to drive to work, it's a, uh, it's a little more challenge, um, which, you know, maybe I should thank him because it woke me up to the fact that I am woefully out of shape. So <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Daytona was good. NASCAR is excellent this year. I'm full on excited for it. Um, it's funny because living here in Phoenix, you know, it's opposite of being in New England summertime is when we kind of huddle indoors and wintertime is when we go outside. So I don't even mind that NASCAR races are going to be on during summer weekends because <laughs> I can sit inside the air conditioning and watch them. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So it's just, it, it's good to be into motorsports. It's a, it's a good yeah. thing to follow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, um, I, you know, taking the, the winter off of racing, obviously, uh, going to the 24 at Daytona kind of got me back into the feeling for it again of like, Oh yeah. Motorsport is awesome. I love watching racing. This is great. So yeah. even if an endurance racing, it's hard too. Like you say, like you have 24 hours of, of coverage to watch. Yeah. And it, nobody can pay attention for 24 hours. No, that's not actively involved. Even if you're at the track for 24 hours, you must take a break from watching racing a little bit yeah like, yeah for sure you do you go take an hour of lunch and it's not like you're gonna you know you still have additional 23 hours of racing to watch right it's not like yes. you're wasting time but yes. you go to a nascar race and you spend an hour outside the stands you've missed a third of the race right so it's right. a little different right i have never um spectated a 24-hour endurance race I know you have. I know Andrew's been there as well. I've been to a few. I've done Le Mans twice. I've done the Nürburgring once. I think this was my fifth Daytona 24. Um, and I've done the 25 Hours of Thunderhill twice uh, as a spectator, as a uh, someone following the race for, for writing about it. So basically you spent about a month of your life just yeah, watching watch, race. Yeah, just watching race. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's and crazy. that's without watching the stuff that I watched on TV yeah. for years. No, I, I would like to go to an endurance race like that. I've seen some, some of the sports cars in there. 
mm-hmm. uh, like at Lime Rock when they do like yeah, a three a hour Lime Grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's still fun. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, it feels like by the time you get there, start watching the race before you know it, the race is over. By the time yeah. you walk from one spectating point to another, it's at yeah. there, like the race is pretty much over. Yep. So I think it would be really cool to go to a 24 hour race. And uh, it sounds like you guys are the ones to go do it with because you uh, have the yeah. experience. They're definitely to, fun. To show me how to walk it and do it properly. It's definitely something you got to bring your hiking shoes for. Usually when I go to a 24, I'll, I'll walk, you know, 30 miles or something like that huh. in a day. Maybe I'm out. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had my Fitbit at the time and when I went to, and it was like 17,000 steps or something. Yeah. That sounds like the rookie numbers compared to 30 miles. <laughs> no, that is. That's like, it was like 20 something I usually miles. walk like 12 miles out of Radwood, so. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we're going to have a, a very uh, health conscious weekend this weekend. Then, yes. Because right. we're going to need it after all the food we've been eating. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm anyway. feeling great right now. <laughs> Sorry. I took uh, him for the uh, like richest, grossest place in town for lunch. So. Oh, it's delightful. Yeah. Fantastic food. I don't think you've been there yet out here, Andrew, or anybody listening who's from Phoenix. Uh, the WTF Express. Nope, never heard of it. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's grotesquely terrible for you, but yes. it's uh, it's 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 a restaurant entirely comprised of comfort food. Yep. So it's delicious it's good stuff. No. Anyway, uh, so Daytona, Daytona twenty four, Project so, Cars. Well, Bradley got to drive an Acura. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was, I have a piece up on jalopnik.com. I, uh, unfortunately I only got three laps, but three laps is better than no laps. Is that speed? At speed. Oh. Is this the, the full road course? Full road course. Oh, whoa. In the new NSX Type S, which is the 600 horsepower all-wheel drive hybrid supercar that they make. It's, uh, they only made, I think, 600 for global consumption and they sold out in like four days. Wow. Um, really cool car, uh, sounds great, looks great, drives great, obviously, all the things. Um, uh, yeah, we had a a lead follow, and there were three cars per group, and we went out of the pits. We, basically, the first lap was kind of like a sighting lap, where you gotta kind of get used to the car, get used to braking, all that kind of stuff. The second lap was at full speed, the third lap was at full speed, and then, like, the final... Um, when you're coming out of the, uh, uh, coming out of the, uh, bus stop, it was kind of like, okay, we're going to get back Hold on banking and Hold then on. slow down. The Lamar chicane. Yeah. The Lamar chicane. Right. Of course. Um, <laughs> bus stop, <laughs> bus stop. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, we, I'm sure if I had like 20 laps with the car, I could have gone way faster, but I mean, we hit like 170 across the stripe. Jesus Christ. Uh, It's fast. It's It's a fast car. It's real fast. Um, So, yeah. And then like you you cross the stripe and you got to start braking for turn one. And, uh, you know, I was following Ryan Eversley, uh, pro driver, Acura driver. And he was in a Type S at the front and there were three of us behind him. And he was kind of walking us through it on a walkie talkie over the, over the radio. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was short. It was about, you know, eight minutes, 170 miles an hour. I don't think it lasts very long at all. No, yeah. <laughs> it was about eight minutes. Uh, but, uh, you know what they say? Seven minutes in heaven. It was pretty good. So yeah, that was, I'm, I'm, I'm insanely jealous. Like 
I've never driven, obviously, on Daytona, and and I would say that the majority of people listening also haven't driven a car on Daytona, so that's a pretty awesome opportunity to be given. I will say it gave me a new respect for how fast racers are going. Yeah, because they're going way faster than that. Right, and and they're cornering way faster, and they're you know accelerating way faster. Just just knowing what that track looks like from like a simulator, like yeah. I, and obviously, I can't compare a simulator to actual seat time on a track. Yeah. Um. I. I, I just. Um. I can't even imagine. Like the first I, time I went up on the banking, I. I literally just like expletived my way. Yeah. So it. did you have an instructor in the car with you? No, I was oh, solo. Man. Yeah. They trusted you, huh? Oh yeah. Wow. There's a. Um. I got you know I get the track night in America emails. They're doing one uh-huh. at Daytona. I, mm. I don't know if it's the full road course. I didn't look into it. I would imagine it would far be. Away, there, but... isn't, there isn't much else they can run there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lake in the middle, so you can't really cut through. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, just even being there. I mean, Brad, you've been there for the Daytona 500. Sure. But that was first, my first time going there. It was so impressive seeing the banking. You're like, oh, this is way steeper than it looks on TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having been there for the 500, um, I was a little spoiled because we had really good seats because you know, I probably told the story before that, you know, my grandfather started buying them in the sixties and my dad kept buying them. They kept upgrading us and upgrading us and upgrading us. So we would go in and our seats were in that section of seating that you see on TV right behind the flagman. Um, and you don't really get a good perspective of the banking of the track from there because no. you're, you're high enough off of it that you don't really, you don't really get the perspective, you're, so you're I almost don't... parallel with it there when you're in yeah. the front stretch. So I, I never the way the the stands go up; they almost go up at like the opposite angle, and then it becomes like a flat line down to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I was just too young and didn't wasn't really impressionable by those kinds of things, but I don't think so. I think I was probably fourteen or fifteen last time I was there. But no, I don't remember having that same that same reaction. I'm sure if I went out up next to the track and could look at it. I'd probably have a different perspective yeah, or see a like, car sitting sideways on it. I walked up it. It's, it's difficult. It's steep. Was it 38? Yeah. 32? Uh, I don't remember, but it's definitely steeper in some parts than others. Listen, I hiked to my spectating spot on Mount Washington. I, <laughs> I know about steep, right, guys? Yeah. So, no stress. Uh, no, I, I, I know I've, I've seen, like, banking other tracks. Like, I've been on the banking at, uh, like, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and it's not nearly as steep oh, as no. Daytona. But even that is impressive to walk on. Like it mm-hmm. seems crazy to think the cars drive that way. And Daytona, I know, is a much steeper banking than there. So I'd, I'd I'd like to get an opportunity to put my feet on the track at Daytona. I'm not uh, I'm not sure what changes I have to make in my life to make that happen. But we'll try <laughs> to make that happen at some point. If you go out during the 24 at night and you're at like NASCAR one. You you're literally looking up at sports cars above you, like almost sideways. It's crazy. That's super cool. Yeah, you can walk up the fence, and they're basically like a it's like a velodrome yeah. like right up above you. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, All right, so I'm, I'm sold. It's All right, Andrew, let's whip some tickets. We'll and they're the like year. passing three wide around slower cars, yeah. and it, it's it's yeah. I, I know that's that's intense on television. I can't imagine that in person. Yeah, it's cool. So. It's really cool. So did you pass anybody in your nap? No, we were not allowed to pass. Ryan Eversley looks to his left. It's just Bradley smiling at him. (laughs) If I was even possibly capable of passing Ryan Eversley in anything, uh, I'm in the wrong line of business. Yeah, that's true. Dude's a pro. Excellent. 
Well, that's cool. I'm all stoked up on motorsports now. Um, after that conversation, I don't even yeah. know where to go from there. Uh, let's take it down a notch and talk about our uh, painfully slow vehicles that we own. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, I haven't done anything project car wise because obviously I've been on the uh, injured reserve list for a couple of weeks here. Um, I, I, I am not healed to the point where I can even, uh, crawl around the ground and get back up on my own yet. So we're not going to do that yet. So, uh, Andrew, have you worked on much? Uh, I changed the air filter in the Volkswagen. That's about it. Whoa. You basically, you basically got your ASE cert now, right? Yeah. That brand new car. <laughs> Excellent. Did you actually, actually... YouTube university for that one? Or? Uh, I did make a YouTube video on it to help oh, other good. people. It's, is it a pain in the ass like in mine? You can't do it with a normal Phillips head screwdriver? Yeah, to get a Torx. Yeah. so Because <laughs> I didn't have any. Yeah, most of the fittings in Volkswagens are either triple squares or Torx. And it's yeah. super annoying. That's what I like about my Ford is it's clips. You don't even that's, need a that's screw. Everything is clips. That's everything. Yeah, <laughs> most things are. Volkswagen was like, we are going to make this difficult. <laughs> yeah. It is Torx. More reparations. Yep, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, my Volkswagen was the same way. I recently did an air filter in it. It was a huge pain in the ass. It's not a huge pain in the ass once you have the right tools. But the right. problem is, is torques are such an, a not common tool to use. They're not at the ready in the in the toolbox. You have yes, to search but, for them. But they are available at your local dealer. Yes. You know, the dealer will do this for you. Yes. It's very common. Only $125 for the dealer with an air filter in. So... I now have Torx for the same reason you do, Andrew, because I own a Volkswagen. So, actually, I did already own them because it's not my first Volkswagen. <laughs> so I, I knew what I was getting into, but it's a pain in the butt. And then when you start doing stuff like axles, and you need those triple squares. They trick you because they look like Torx, but they're different. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't yeah. they shouldn't even exist. That there's mm -hmm. different things other than what's in your standard tool. Well, kit. it's funny. I have the Torx bits because of all the construction screws use Torx now because they don't strip out like. Phillips, okay. Okay. that's why they mm -hmm. use them. But I didn't have like a socket version, right? One of my ratchets, so I had to buy those. Yeah, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. And then I think that like the axle nut on a modern Volkswagen too is like a twenty-three millimeter twelve point. Like it's another super obscure, weird tool to have that you need mm. to do the axles on the cars. So anyway. So yeah, uh, Bradley, have you worked on anything lately? I uh, know uh, we don't want to get into all your cars, but if you've worked on anything, we can chat about it. Yeah, I got uh, elbows deep in a Ford uh, E350 Econoline van, six liter diesel the other day. That sounds greasy. It was extremely greasy. I My hands have not been dirtier uh, before or since. And uh, uh, yeah, so we're, we were on a cross-country road trip. As I said, we were heading to... Nevada from Michigan and uh, I bought this van last June as like the mostly as the Radwood, Radwood transport van but also for like hauling bikes and I can tow cars with it and stuff it's got a 10,000 pound tow rating so pretty simple to haul pretty much anything um, and uh, it's served really really well it gets fairly decent mileage for what it is it's comfy and big and um, people kind of get out of your way. It's an old ambulance. So, you know, if I pull up to the party, I can have the lights flashing and I like it. get a little siren. Going. Like it. It's currently bringing down the property, property value of my neighborhood being <laughs> yes. parked out front. But I brought all the road salt with me from Colorado. Yeah, definitely did that. Too. Uh, 
um, or from Nebraska or whatever. My 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 cars are all rusting in fear. Yes. Um, we were. Uh, let's see, where were we? Wyoming. So day. Lovely two. Place. Yeah, Wyoming's gorgeous. It's yeah. lovely up there. The roads are kind of boring, but it is nobody there to help you if you break down. And, and it was yeah. emptiness. So um, we were we were going, we were going, and then there was, you know, just hit the cruise at seventy and just keep going. And there was this, uh, just traffic was at a standstill because a semi truck had hit the guardrail and ripped a fuel tank off, and just diesel burned everywhere for an hour. Um, so at the there was standstill on the highway. We got through that, and the next stop, you know. We had to had to pee, so we pulled off and got some snacks and drinks and stuff. And uh, I don't even think I'd put fresh diesel in it. It was just ready to go. And um, swap drivers, my wife got in the driver's seat. She get, pulls out of the gas station, and she's getting ready to pull onto the on-ramp. And she goes, something's wrong. And I'm like, what? What's wrong? And she goes, it won't accelerate. It won't go. And of course she's frustrated and I'm frustrated and you know, whatever. So I have her get out and I get in and we have to pull, uh, over a curb to get in the off ramp <laughs> so that we can get back onto surface streets and it won't go over three miles an hour. Like it is the, it's something's wrong. It's choked or, or something's wrong. And so we pull back into the gas station and park it and there's a check engine light. So I start looking for, um, diesel shops that are open. It's Saturday, of course, so nobody's open. Um, everybody's like, well, you could probably bring it in on Monday, but I won't have a tech to work on it till Tuesday. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to stay in the middle of Wyoming for four days. So I started, you know, doing the thing that I always do is I started looking at Craigslist to see what else is available. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but uh, I also started looking for, you know, if there was a parts store that was open so that I could see, you know, see what I could see. So there was a Napa that was still open down the street, and this was in Laramie. Um, luckily, a fairly big town, and if we really needed to, we could have been towed to a bigger town or whatever. But there was a, a Napa open, so I walked down there, I got a, a OBD reader, brought it back to the truck, and found out that it was the EGR system. And it's a six liter diesel, so I knew the EGR system is like a weak point. So I was like, okay. Started looking online, like what are, what are the fixes? What are the problems with this? How do you how do you get it back going? Apparently Ford, what they used to do was they would take the EGR valve out, clean it, get it uh, lubed up again, put it back in. But then that only lasts like 20 or 30,000 miles. So then now Ford's been replacing them instead of like cleaning them so i was like well i'll see if the this uh, napa has one they didn't obviously so then i was like well i guess i'll have to dig in there take it out clean it put it back i so, mean twenty thousand miles should get you to your next destination. to my next destination yeah, yeah. Um, where are you going the moon yeah right <laughs> so it's good enough for a while uh i'll have to dig into it again when i get to ohio but um anyway so, so it's better. It's better. Um, I had to, had to, and of course, if it was a, tr a truck, if it was an F three fifty, an F three fifty, not an E three fifty, and then I could just open the hood, take the EGR valve out, clean it, put it back. But with an E three fifty, the EGR valve is under the dash, 
Of course. So, so it's like six feet into the engine bay. You've got to take... I had to take um, the intake out. I had to take the boost lines all off. And it recommended taking the upper radiator hose off, but I didn't want to deal with re-bleeding the coolant system, so I just had to work around it, and it took probably an extra hour um, that I didn't want to deal with. But So at all, during all of this, yes. what is the weather in Wyoming in mid-February like? <laughs> uh, it was like 45 degrees oh, and super windy. I did the whole thing in t-shirt shorts. Okay, I was not, fine. That's not bad, then. Yeah. I was I was expecting was sunny, like negative ten. No, and, no, no. <laughs> luckily it was like warm and sunny, and okay. um, and you know it was okay. Uh, we parked up against the wall of the Napa so that the, it would block the wind. Okay, and that helped a lot. But it was sunny. It was nice. Thankfully, if it had not, if it had been dark, I'd have been out there in like an overcoat because it would have been it would really have been real cold. cold. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, luckily, you know, the time of day that it was, the place where it was, we managed to make it work. So, um, obviously, I'm an idiot, and I travel without any tools. So, since the Napa was there, I bought $200 worth of tools, and I bought a... It's still less than a tow. It's way less than a tow. And I bought a big can of brake clean, so I had plenty left to clean my hands with when I got done with the job. Is that why your hands are flaking off right now? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yeah, I, f- I, f- I actually felt pretty good when I got it done because I've never worked on diesel before, and uh, it's not a job I've ever done before. But I, you know, I went to YouTube University. I put on my learning hat and uh, got the job done. So. I, I mean, honestly, these kinds of stories really are what makes these road trips. In the end, like it's like that's like a hero story. Yeah. Like well, and the great thing is, like, my wife is maybe now used to it because okay. she didn't panic. She wasn't super stressed. I, I was like, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. You know, it's it's a pain in the ass, but we'll figure it out. And, of course, the whole time I'm, I'm just thinking, like, oh, are we going to have to get a hotel tonight? Are we going to, you know. And then I got to the point where I was like, I'm digging into this. If I get it wrong, we're really stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always been my thing now, too, with the uh, driving an old car on a road trip. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is the car explodes and blows up and you can't fix it in the side of the road and you're stranded in the middle of nowhere. But then you remember that it's 2022. Yeah. I have a, I have a, you know, world's most powerful computer from 10 <laughs> years ago in my pocket. Yep. I can find a place to stay. Yep. We have a credit card. Yep. We can make it home. Yep. Worst case, the worst thing that can happen is I have to abandon a car. Um, we're yeah, not going to rent a car and, and we're not going to die on the side of the road in yeah. Wyoming if our car dies. It's yeah. not, it's not like it used to be. Right. <laughs> so right. It, it really is less to be nervous about now. It might, it might cost us a lot more than we want to pay to figure out how to get home, mm-hmm. but that's what credit cards are for. Mm-hmm. And we can pay it off over the next few months if we have to, Yep. but and it hasn't happened yet. Thankfully, knock wood. Yeah. Yeah. And we had some time built into this road trip. It's not like I would have been late for Radwood or anything. So it was like, right. we'll figure it out. You know, if we have to miss plans with friends or whatever, we can uh, rent a car, go to Reno, put everything in a box truck, bring it back here, you know, have a diesel shop, fix it, transfer everything from the box truck into the van, then go to Radwood. It would have, yep. been, it would have worked out. Yep. But we fixed it, got Perfect. back on the road, everything fixed the trip. So I felt good about that. And then... Um, yeah, so that was fun, and then my nine twelve has been at the shop since December, 
76912E. Uh, I got the motor rebuilt. I went on one road trip and I hit a pothole that was so bad that it broke the lower control arm. So <laughs> and the body of the car and the and it bent the mount for the control arm. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is too much for me to handle. I'm going to take it to a shop, have them do it. I mean, truthfully, the car needed almost like a frame machine to straighten yeah. that yeah. floor pan out. It was yeah. pretty bad. Yes. So um, I dropped it off to them before we left for Michigan in December. And uh, he called me literally while we were in uh, Laramie. And he goes, hey, the car's done. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm working on the other one right now. Yeah. So uh, not a priority at the moment, but I'll it's see done. it when I get there. It's done. Good. Come fix this one. Yeah. Um, so it was expensive. It was like three grand in repairs for, uh, hitting a pothole, which was fun. Not fun. No, not at all. Um, and the bigger problem is, um, that car has always had a steering shimmy, like at 70 ish miles an hour that has zero explanation. I cannot figure out why it does it. And this didn't fix it. (laughs) So... Yeah. Still, still there. We chatted about that earlier. There's no parts left in the front end that you haven't replaced. I've replaced literally everything in the front end. I have no idea what's wrong, other than maybe the mount is bent where the, you know, I have no idea. Oh. It's weird. Not good. No. So anyway, uh, it's been like that for eight years now. I guess I'll just keep dealing with it. It eats tires like crazy on that front end too. What is oh, the? Um, is it a steering rack? I have replaced, I haven't replaced the rack, but there's no play in it. Um, and the, I've replaced the tie rod ends. So I don't know. Tie rods, but you could, you could feel the play. It's harder to feel the play, but they do wear out in the inners. Oh yeah. I've replaced the inners. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They all come as one big unit. Are those power steering or not? No. Okay, so it's manual rack. Manual rack. Because less to go wrong. I've had the rack out, and I've tested the play in the shaft, and there's none. Hmm. They're kind of like a super beetle. Kind of, yeah. Non-beetles had drag links? I don't don't know. I don't know anything about beetles that much. Supers? Non-supers, you mean? Yeah, non-supers. Yeah, early ones were a circulating ball. Supers had the... um, Rack opinion. Yeah, rack. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of what made it a super. Yep. It was more like a normal car, even though. So yeah, I've I've literally I've replaced everything from the uh the torsion bars to the lower control arms to the uh ball joints, tie rods, wheels and tires, shocks, the whole nine. So the only thing I can think now is uprights and Shock towers are like the only thing that I can think of that yeah, could possibly. Yeah, is the shock tower rusty? No. Hmm. Nope. Because that would be both a possibility and frightening. If I get the the only thing I can think is other than that is maybe if I get the fuel tank out, the suspension pan in the front those yep. rust commonly. Okay. So it could be something there. I hope not because that's like major surgery. But so this would be pretty easy to fix. If it's hidden unless you wanted it pretty. You could just yeah. brace it up instead yeah, of fixing maybe. it properly. I mean, it's probably a cutout and weld back in. Thing. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. We were talking earlier about wanting to learn how to weld better, so there That's you go. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody from above is giving you the learning experience <laughs> yeah, right, that you're looking right. for. Well, and I'm going to Ohio where welding is common, so. 
Yeah, that is funny too, actually, because people in places where cars don't rust don't know how to fix rust. Yep. So it is good to bring it somewhere where they do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, Andrew, you went to um, Rally Sprint this weekend, right? I did. I went up to uh, it was the New England Region SCCA at uh, Team O'Neill. They use the facility there. They do rally sprints every couple months. But this one was the first one. They started it later in the day so they could go into darkness so people could get a chance to to do some night stages. Because that's not super common in the United States anymore to do night stages. A lot no, of rallies no, just no. don't do it. I don't remember ever seeing much about it since we went to Prescott in like 2010. Yeah, I it really fell to, off. I used to go to, uh, I guess it was before 2010, but I used to go to... Um, New England, or not? Uh, STPR. No, I went to um, Snowdrift. I went to Snowdrift, and I went to Lake Superior, LSPR. Okay. And they both had night because it was in the middle of winter, and yeah, they last four hours. Daylights, yeah, not very much. So, um, but yeah, for whatever reason, and then like STPR used to be a single day event, so they literally would go from like six in the morning till ten or eleven at night. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't very common anymore. And, but speaking of uh, snowdrift though, that was the same weekend. Was there a reason that they ran the, yeah, some people didn't want to go to, from New England all the way to the upper peninsula (laughs) in Michigan. Okay. It checks out. If you're in the, if you're already in the Midwest, it's not too big a deal, but if you got a tow from here to there. Yeah. It's probably 12 hours. 20 hours, 20 hours probably. No, from Mass to the UP. Towing? Yeah. It's not It's not quite UP. It's like here. It's Atlanta. Um, for the record, he's showing me his hand on his hand in Michigan where... It's like where it's, it's like where your middle finger meets your palm. Yeah. Because it's in... Oh, Relative... Shoot. Like, where, I know where Detroit is. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like three hours northeast, northwest of Detroit. That's like going from here to the New England Forest Rally in Maine. Okay. I don't know why the Upper Peninsula is not a different state. It should just be a different state. <laughs> crazy Michigan people. Hey, listen. Michiganders know what's up. It should just be the state of up. Up, yeah. Uppers. <laughs> the UP. You need uppers to get through that cold winter. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I got a couple, uh, couple cool shots. Get one of the sob flying through the air there. I know it's sobs up. flying through the air, if you like. Yeah. Uh, it's 19 hours from Salem, Mass, to a generic upper yeah, peninsula. So it's, a, it's, a long, it's, a long, it's a long ride. Well, and, and as we know, rally is expensive. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to dedicate all that time and effort into a weekend of rallying, it's much cheaper to do a sprint where it's one day, it's a couple hours from home, mm-hmm. and you get back the same day. Yeah. Well, one of the other reasons is um, a lot of people don't like going because the Michigan DOT doesn't allow studs. It, that's correct, yes. Michigan DOT so does not allow studs. It makes it really hard in a two-wheel drive car if you've got any sort of ice, which is, I guess, what happens. So a lot of two-wheel drive people... Um, I mean, they still had a good time because it's rally, but they didn't have a good time because they got We're stuck just stuck all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the entire state of Michigan doesn't allow studs and tires. Correct. That seems wild for a state that gets more snow than most. It. The problem is we don't. Well, I say we. I don't live there anymore. But um, Michigan DOT does not get a lot of funding uh, from the state, so um, it was ruining roads, and they said we don't have the money to fix it. So. We'd rather you died in a fiery crash. Correct, yes. Okay. 
Interesting. So I mean, our uh, roads are pretty terrible too. <laughs> and literally stuff. every you know, I when I was younger, I went into Discount Tire and I was like, I want studdable snows, and they were like, it is illegal to put studs in your tire. And I was like, I am aware. I just want studdable snows, please. Yeah. So is it something that's enforced? Yes. If I come from out of state, is it enforced? I don't know that. Hmm. I I don't think so because I've lived in Ohio where it is legal, and I would travel to Michigan on studded tires without thinking about it and without thinking about yeah. it. Because I've I've run studs in the past. They are noisy and annoying, but mm-hmm. they definitely. Uh, well, I help. you know where they are where I was in Nevada in Reno. It's at high al- altitude, and people run them all the time in nevada winters hmm. and sometimes it'll be june and you'll hear somebody come down from the mountain clacking <laughs> and they they go to the grocery store and they're clacking through the parking lot yeah i think what's what is it november to may andrew it's allowed in massachusetts november 1st april 1st I april 1st yeah yeah that's the legal to run them all year mm-hmm. for that same reason right so right it's much more common when you get somebody from new hampshire or vermont will come down you'll see the plate you'll hear it mm-hmm. you look at the plates they're New Hampshire, Vermont. Because when you get up towards where like Tim O'Neill is way up, um, they're three hours away. Uh, they're like almost to Canada and New Hampshire, so they definitely have snow. But when you get up to there, the back roads, they don't have a bare pavement policy like here, and they don't throw salt down. They uh-huh. might sand, uh-huh. but that's it. Um, so like the interstate was salted, but everywhere else was just and like the little downtown area, yeah, they threw salt. But once I got right off of there, and then on the, in the pa- it's a paved road mostly, a back road to Tim O'Neill. It was all just solid snow, with a fresh layer of snow. That I- yeah, it was in the Volkswagen, which has winter tires on it. Yep. Which really complains when you pull the handbrake. It's like ding, like I'm okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I, I mean the, ESC wasn't too intrusive. I didn't shut it off, but because I. I was going along and it like started to understeer. I was like, uh, oh yeah, I remember this. And then I, I was like, well, wait a minute. Instead of slowing down, I gave it a little more throttle because nobody's around and drifted away from the snowbank. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, try, listen, I, I don't miss living with the snow, but I definitely miss driving with the snow. Well, where I live here, it literally doesn't last long enough to go drive in it. Yeah. They instantly salt and it's just slush yeah. and gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, which is a more recent fun. a more recent thing. It used to be a lot fun for a lot longer. Yeah, but, but if you're up north there, up north, um, it's way more fun because all the back roads are are not covered are pretty much not plowed. Yeah, I think that everywhere should have a non bare pavement policy to separate the uh, rookies from the experienced drivers. <laughs> I mean, can't I handle just, it. Go home. I just can't run with the, the big dogs. There's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't be using salt and <laughs> big salt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny that that's the reason they don't use it a lot of places here. Like up in like um, Flagstaff, where they get snow, they don't use it because the salt was a va- it was hurting the local pine trees and stuff. Mm. So I don't understand. Like near where I work is near the Charles River, and they're like, "Yeah, you can't wash any vehicles there because they're run off into the river." Meanwhile, there's tons of salt spread down there right now. Yeah, and you're just like, "Okay, this doesn't make any sense." Yeah. If you've got, like, not a lot of people are in well water, but some people are in well water, I certainly wouldn't want salt near my street if I've got well, if I've got well water because yeah, it's all sure. going in the groundwater. Mm-hmm. Rusting all your pipes. And, yeah, it doesn't. And then there, 
I don't want to spiral too much here, but they're talking <laughs> about some, they're having some flooding issues in Boston lately, but, and they're worried about the seawater getting into the groundwater around Boston and entering the drinking water. Meanwhile, I'm like watching the news. The guys talk about this. I'm like so much salt right now. Like yeah, all of that point? goes down there yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about some seawater. Yeah. It's weird. And then they it's couldn't put the snow. <laughs> they, they literally couldn't take snow when they had too much snow and put it in the ocean because it was too salty. Mm-hmm. Right. It was more salty <laughs> than the ocean water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's all going to melt and run off into the, that's where do you think this runoff ends up in the ocean here? Yeah. It's, it's an odd, it's an odd thing, but they can't stop doing oh. it because a, well, obviously, you know, full Alex Jones tinfoil hat here, big salt, but also <laughs> if they stopped salting the roads, you would have so many people complaining about ice and slipperiness and how it's the fault of the city for not putting enough salt down. So it's a lose-lose situation. I'm real salty about it. And even then, like, the giant salt pile they pull from is literally next to the water. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Because it comes off a ship. Yep. <laughs> yep. So all that runoff. It's, it's like, another thing you can blame there. on Michigan because I'm sure it started in Detroit where everything underneath Detroit is uh salt mine. And also... American car manufacturers wanted to ruin their product to sell more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Planned obsolescence. That's, 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 that's the big salt part again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're onto something here. Big salt and big corn are the two things ruining the country right now. We need a lobby. <laughs> Anti-big corn. All right. I think that uh, we've gone a little bit long here, but Bradley wanted to play a game of Craig, Craig, Don't Tell Me, um, which we've never yeah. had a guest on to play Craig, Craig, Don't Tell Me before. No, he played it before. He was here. I did. After Rabble in Boston. Huh. I don't pay attention to life. At Andrew's house. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, then he liked it so much last time, he couldn't handle it and wanted to play it again. It's one of my favorite things. I love it. So I think that he's going to start with one car. Um, He's doing it on his telephone, so I cannot see. Uh, He's a little fiery from the microphone, though. All right. I have a a thing, though, to do before. I'm going to play this in. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. This is (laughs) new news. Breaking news. Go ahead. All right, let's play a game of Craig Craig Don't Tell Me. I'm, I'm so upset that I spoiled that. I didn't even know that was coming. All right, so I think our first contestant today is Mr. Bradley Brunell. He's going to try to get, I think both of us can Andrew, the, Andrew this. Right, both, both of us can, can answer Andrew this, it? Andrew. Yes. yes, yes. I believe Andrew is getting it wrong, so oh, both of us okay. can answer it. Oh, no. okay. All right, yeah, so a good track record. I tell you the year or no? You're, it's up to you how much info you gotcha. want to give us. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, generally, we do give a year and a dollar figure. Got it. For sure. Got it. And okay. then when reading the description, we leave out anything with the manufacturer's right, name in right. it. Um, but we can, if it does say like 350, we can say 350. Mm-hmm. You just got to be careful or not careful sometimes if it says something like, um, you know, 2.6 liter or, or Sportomatic yeah. right, or right, right. something that's going to be a specific manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You can't. Throw in there to help if you want, or you sure. can leave it out to uh, to uh, they were listen. I just made all those rules up, we've never yeah. had rules for this game before, so got it, go got ahead, it, got it. okay. So, so I made up another matter, yeah. 93 blank blank project Mazda Miata, <laughs> no, yeah. All right, I'll stop you. I was serious now. One thousand dollars, okay. Um, very clean project, 
2.0 non-turbo motor with new head, five-speed front-wheel drive. Okay. 135,000 miles, nice interior. Okay. Many new parts, pace setter header kit, yep. new clutch kit yep. with aluminum flywheel, timing belt, and water pump kit, ARP head bolts, and yep. more. Trades? Question mark. Andrew, do this one? Sounds like right. Brad knows. This is non-turbo um, DSM. All right, let me yes. let me give a guess then, because Brad probably is going to get it. But, he already guessed um, it. Sorry. Andrew didn't listen, though, apparently, so it's all right. Go ahead, Andrew. I was talking. Good. Okay. Ford Probe. Nope. No. Nope. It's a non-turbo DSM. It's an eclipse. Yeah. It's an eclipse. Yeah. I was gonna go there, but I didn't want to go there. Yeah. yeah, when he said non-turbo and front-wheel drive, right. there's no other car on the market that can but think of that's marketed puts, as a non-turbo and front-wheel drive. Everyone puts front-wheel drive. It doesn't necessarily mean because there's the descriptors of. So the fact that they put front-wheel drive in their talking point, not in the sure. descriptor, sure. means that there is an all-wheel drive available. Yeah. And the fact that they put non-turbo means that there there's is a, a turbo, turbo available. available. Right. And then you got ARP head studs, and I was like, the only person who would even put ARP head studs on a car that is four cylinders is a DSM person. Um, it's gonna have to be a DSM. Okay. So, all right, one done. All right. My brain works in weird ways. I'm sorry. That's just. <laughs> it's uh, so Man now, Andrew, do you have this. one? Andrew, you want to take a turn? All right. Uh, let's see. What one should I pick? If let's, not, I have some ready to go to. Let's try this one. All right. This has got a lot of good descriptors in it. So, all right. Let's start with this. Blank, blank, blank. Great deal. Flawless engine and trans. All right. No BS. The motor and trans are flawless. I'm 100% a real deal, honest guy. I mean, <laughs> I believe you're not. I believe you already. All right. Is this, this car is quite unique. Yeah. It is a clean California car that runs, drives, sounds beautiful. With a 318 CI motor and auto trans. Only 28,000 original documented miles. Brand new automatic transmission. Custom exhaust. Sound great. She's an AC car. However, the compressor has been taken out. But I do have it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is rough. 1973 Dodge Duster. What was... Did you say the price? Uh, oh, 15 grand. 15 grand. I'm sticking to 1973 Dodge Duster. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I don't know what year. I'm going to say like 91 Ram 1500. Oh. Could be 18 still. You guys are both so close. So, uh, how? 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 <laughs> I'll explain. Hold on. 1973 Dodge D100. No. Oh, all right. You were, you were closer before. Okay. okay. Give me a little more. All right. I'm 100% a car guy and know that Mopar has got such a huge following that with its many clubs and whatnot, Mopar today is like a car of religion. <laughs> so okay. I love to see this car in the hands of a true Mopar enthusiast, or anyone that enjoys classics. So it's classics, so it's not 93, probably. Although people do I think No, they definitely classics. are now. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious as to where I'm at, how we're both, how we're both close yeah. on 20 year difference, and one's a pickup truck and one's a duster. <laughs> so, Brad, Brad is my Brad, not off talk, Brad is closer. Yeah. My Brad, jeez. <laughs> I think it's abuse. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but he's still close. So, is it a, is it a, is it a pickup truck vehicle? Is it a well, truck SUV vehicle. The guy is also advertising the same Craigslist ad, a truck that he has. Ah, uh, okay. 
Also, there's a Dodge Ram available as well. It's actually a 95 custom chopped up Dodge Dakota. Wow. I wasn't close at all. With a 318. Oh, wow. See, Bradley was way closer because he had the 318 and a pickup truck, and I was in the 70s with a 318 and a duster. No, that's he wants, he wants the to... other half of this ad. Oh, oh, two... oh. The guy's got two cars. That's why I said you were both close. I okay, see. okay. Okay, so one is a pickup truck, and one is what I was close at. And it's not a duster, so it's it's got to be... Is it a full-size or a mid-size? Let's say it's mid-size. a Murata. No, he just said mid-size. Oh, mid-size. Three, and mid-size. it wouldn't be a Murata around 73 if I was close on year. It was a B-52 song. Oh, it's or a, it's a lyric and a beef. It's a song. No. Mm. It's uh, uh, a tree. Any Chrysler play, is play big it. as a whale about to set sail. What kind play of Chrysler? Player. She drove a Plymouth Satellite. Oh, okay. All right. 74 Plymouth Satellite. So you're really close. I Brad. was really close. That's the same chassis. Yeah. So I think it's the same chassis. Ooh, I might have just gotten way wrong on that. Uh, 74 satellite. Yeah. He's got like oversized rally wheels on it. Chrysler rally wheels. It's got a TA stripe. It's a good looking car. Oh yeah. That's a good car. So that's a, that's a big, it's a full size car or, or, or a, like a B body, I guess that would be. So it's bigger than the duster. So 15 grand's not a bad, is it a good car? Pretty good looking car. I'll send you the send you yeah, the link. Fifteen grand's not bad. I'm, uh, Nobody wants the seventy fours. Right. They've never that's wanted seventy fours. Seventy fours have weird bumpers, um, but in a world where a seventy seventy one seventy two wrong link. In a world where an earlier car is uh, sixty grand, right? Right. Then uh, right. a fifteen thousand dollars seventy four suddenly seems all right. <laughs> and it wouldn't be that hard to put a hot three sixty in it or something. No. And, you know. No. In, in most states, it would be smog enough. Would right. Wouldn't need smog, so you could. Right. All right. My turn. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right. Blank blank. Eight thousand um, dollars. For reference, I chose my cars from the Seattle Washington area, so it'll be different from you guys. Um, I am selling my blank. Blank, blank, with upgrades and a clean title. I had big plans to make her into a camper, <laughs> but unfortunately, I had to buy a truck for work. My loss is your gain. Super clean for the year. I have added a Pioneer with Bluetooth CarPlay for easy Spotify Google Maps use. Parentheses. I love it. Close parentheses. Integrated with a USB connection separate from the AC adapter, so you can use both at the same time. Brand new all-terrain backcountry tires, $1,000, that I bought in January 22 from Goodyear. I'll include the paperwork for those. <laughs> Brand new battery, $200, bought in February from O'Reilly's with a three-year pay- warranty. Paperwork also included. Trailer hitch installed by U-Haul. Roof rack with Yakima box. WeatherTech floor mats. WeatherTech windshield shield. I'm not quite sure what a windshield shield is. Um, I'm assuming he means window shields that are the... Side mm-hmm. visors, uh, parentheses installed, and parentheses, and I do have the WeatherTech rear window shields and bug shield, both brand new, still in the box. That I would include, or I could install for you. Your option. All in all, it's a great SUV. So clue mm-hmm. that continues to be a great commuter or mini camper, no issues at all. So your important facts are blank, blank, blank. Wanted to turn into a camper, but went with. And you okay. took instead. 
I think I got. What was the I price? I'm getting a. The price is eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand. Um, for reference, the tire size looks like they are a two hundred five sixty sixteen. I think I'm getting a. I'm getting a vision. Okay. Honda Element. Bam! On the nose. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the nose, hundred percent. So I thought that one was going to be difficult because there was not enough descriptor, but it when was said, dumb enough to run it anyway. When you said Seattle and yeah. a camper. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep. Homeless Dave and his... It's cheap. <laughs> Actually, eight grand for an element. I think they're going for... Decent yeah, I don't know now. what the mileage was for 8000 bucks, but it was a, it's a four-wheel drive one. It's got 175,000 miles on it. It's nothing. Um, and it's that cool orange color they gave in. So I'm, uh, I'm buying a plane ticket, guys. I'm going to go buy this for my new daily. <laughs> I saw one with a pop top one time. Yes, they make it's a pop weird. top conversion, but yep, it costs yeah. more than this eight grand just that to do is, that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, they're very expensive. All right, I think we can all get one more out of us here. So, uh, Bradley, what do you got for car number two? Uh, I got two really hard choices here. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, I'm not giving you a year this time. So blank, blank, blank. $15,000. This is in Medina, Ohio. I uh, lived there for a few years. It's, uh, it's so you know place. that it's Medina, not Medina. Yes. All right. It's an interesting place. <clears throat> this is a very nice blank blank. All caps. The car is very solid. Runs and drives very nice. Has had a recent paint job of the original color. Interior is very nice. Floors are solid. Original engine with 98,000 miles. Not looking for trade or lowball offers. Has the 1.7 engine. Oh, it's a... Uh, Andrew, you want to go? I, uh, I don't know what a one, what's got a 1.7. I can think of a few cars with a 1.7, but it's all the same engine, just used in multiple different vehicles. <laughs> um, so this is, But which one costs $15,000? <laughs> so this is probably a rabbit. It is not a rabbit. Then no other vehicle, the one seven, should be fifteen grand. Not true. Oh, hold on, it's a nine fourteen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you said one seven, my yes. brain went to the four cylinder water cooled oh, one that was yes. used across the Volkswagen line and also used across the Dodge Omni line. Mm. Um, that's why I said that. Mm. But the one point seven. Yeah. I think the air cooled one seven was only a nine fourteen. Correct. Because the buses were all two liters at that point? Uh, buses were all two liters, but I think it was available in... Maybe a sedan or a... Yeah. I think the Type 4 or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yeah, 914. That's a... That's it's a, a it's a nice looking car. It's uh, orange with... Painted bumpers will ask me, but that's okay. Yeah, it is fiberglass painted bumpers, yeah. but those are 916 style bumpers. I probably sold 10,000 of those things when I was uh, yeah. selling parts. But anyway. solid floors, uh, looks like a carbureted swap. I wouldn't pay fifteen grand for it, but hey-ho. Um, Andrew, I, so I'm looking at that link for the satellite that you sent us. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, it's not terrible looking. The stripe is odd and not correct. Yeah. It actually looks like a Datsun Honeybee stripe. Yeah. Um, but I will say that this chopped Dakota yeah. is, Impressive. a, uh, is impressively bad. <laughs> Uh, it's, the chrome uh, fender flares do it for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, but yes, yeah, <laughs> the amount of work into that truck at sixty five hundred bucks. I mean, you can't. Uh, or else you got to buy something that unique. Is that also a three eighteen car? It is also a three eighteen. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why you two are so close. Speed. Okay. Yeah. 
with a five speed. Oh yeah. wow! I yeah, I drive that. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty neat. I I don't know. <laughs> the good thing is that's chopped so far down that nobody can see you inside. Yes, correct. So it's fine. I mean, there's a potentially maybe you would win a Ratwood with that. I don't know. You know, if you took this and you took off some of the 2020 modifications yes. that are on it, yes, you got rid of the big wheels and stuff and put some error correct stuff on there. Yeah, I, you, you might have something, Andrew. Um, that's pretty cheap. I don't, I don't know how easy it'd be to drive a chopped Dakota, but it is what it is. All right, I got one more here, Eddie. Yep. All right. Uh, blank, blank. Parentheses. Stroker. Parentheses. Ed. Parentheses. Mm. Four thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Three eighty three Chevy Stroker. Total rebuild by a professional engine builder. Baker Cam nine point five to one one ninety four heads. Balanced dynote. Air gap intake six fifty. Yada yada. Uh, can handle seven hundred and fifty horsepower if you want. <laughs> That's an interesting way of describing if it. If you want. If you want. <laughs> If you can afford it. Mini starter, MSC distributor, 700 R4 transmission. Rebuilt. Less than 4,000 miles on both. New radiator, all new exhaust, new rotors, 288 gears, not posi. All new chrome and aluminum goodies. This car is a real strong runner. I believe it will run up to 150 miles an hour the way it was set up now. Built for the highway or for whatever you choose. <laughs> I use premium gas and royal purple with zinc. Um, Does it? Uh, will it hop a cop, uh, hop a coke can in the rain? So no, <laughs> um, it will not. Uh, my assumption is that it won't start when it rains. If if he puts the title on the dash and I try to grab it as he accelerates, <laughs> can I keep the car? Um, well, he only wants forty nine hundred and fifty dollars for the subscription of Whoa. a brand new. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is- uh, you know. 750 horsepower he, potential build. Yeah, right. Is he selling just the engine? He's selling the entire car, which that should tell you the value of the car right. that this engine trans combo right, is right, inside of right, right. now. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you um, a big clue, and because you're never going to get it. Uh, I just wanted to read that description for the world. I'm assuming it, it is not a Chevrolet. It's not it does in not a Chevrolet. This motor. It normally. is not in a vehicle built in this country. Oh, uh, it is in a uh, sleek, exotic European road-going machine, which I'm surprised so, he did not describe it as such. Interesting. Oh, so it's like uh, a '70s, like an XJ20 or something, Jag or whatever the hell they were. Um, I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're thinking of XJ6 or XJ12. Yeah, yeah, yeah those big, um, wide, fat coops. Coops. Uh, no, it's not it's a, a sedan. It's a sedan. Yeah. XJ6 but yeah, it's, it's an 84 XJ6 Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, uh, five grand for that. That sounds like a pretty rad car. Uh, honestly, it kind of is. It's got some uh, some Joe Dirt bodywork. Yeah. But the interior is clean. The dash isn't cracked. Because Glucker has a V8 swapped Jag, and he loves it. Yeah, I, I 100%. There's no way that's 750 horsepower. Well, I mean, come but... on now. Look at those stock... <laughs> It definitely wouldn't run in the rain. Is it real 80s? No, it's honestly... It looks stock. With the hood closed, you have no idea anything was done. Even the shifter on the interior picture isn't like some big B&M ratchet shifter. It's a stock-looking Jaguar shifter. I mean, actually, legitimately, if I was in a slightly different place right now, I would be flying to buy this car because it's real dumb. That's a great Radwood car. That'd be an awesome great car. And you could probably... 
you know, we were just talking. Uh, that's a question we should ask the audience here. What's that? We were we were at a car show the other day. Yep. We saw a Lincoln Mark Eight. Yep. That was for sale. It yep. didn't have a price on it. If it had a price on it, I probably would have bought it. Right. You didn't list a price. I wasn't going to call and haggle. I don't care. Right. But I I at the at the end of this show will no longer have to drive the stuff around. Right. So I don't need to drive the van to Radwood all the time. So I should probably get something that's quiet, comfortable, and luxurious. If only you had a European car from the 90s with all the driving a turbo <laughs> that was already ready to drive to Radwood. But no, I support you driving another Radwood car. Um, if only you knew someone selling a beautiful, large luxury vehicle from the 90s. Brad actually mentioned Japan. that. Yeah. Brad mentioned that. And I it's not a bad idea. Um but like what's the what is the highway bomber good car to buy that would draw attention at a Radwood? And Brad actually made a really good suggestion that got me on twenty five other different tangents, but uh he said uh Unos Cosmo. Yeah. Which kind of got me thinking that I might need to import a Unos Cosmo, but uh, yeah. Among... So what? So what is the best Radwood era long distance cruiser that is also an attention grabbing? Like this is Radwood. That's why I went Unos Cosmo because it's that big Mazda coupe with a triple rotor and like ridiculousness. Um, or alternative Toyota option, a Toyota Soarer but not the Lexus SC 300, 400 version, the more square one from before, like the early nineties one. Yeah. So I think those, either of those would be like, this is an attention getting car. It's also a Radwood car. And I mean, there are other options too. You could have like, you know, uh, a 400 I Ferrari would do the same, but now yeah. we're talking out of budget. We're talking, uh, yeah, that's something of a reasonable budget here. I mean, what could you get a 400 i for now? 30? 45. 40? Are they yeah. that much? Jeez. For, for, I mean, one, that you could get in, for yeah. one that you could get in and drive across country and, and not then, worry too much that's about true. other and, than standard Ferrari stuff. And would I really want a Ferrari with a uh, three-speed GM three automatic? Three-speed GM automatic. Probably not. <laughs> um, and if you, <laughs> you wanted want a 400 i with a manual, you're talking 100 grand. Right. So, Do you want to do one more, Craig? Craig, don't tell me. You can. Yeah, I, absolutely. But we meant to do that, so go ahead. All right. Um. This is four thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bought this MGB. car with the intention of restoration. <laughs> okay. MGB. But life has gotten in the way. Definitely an MGB. MGB. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, has had four thousand dollars of work done by Randolph Racing, including timing, water pump, completely new brakes, and lines are all around. It's Starts and idles, needs paint. And I can see one. Of the, I can read one of the receipts. It might give you a clue. Okay. Um. Hold on. That's the wrong one. I, is I Randolph can, racing? I can read this place? one. Okay, Not that I've heard of. Uh, okay. Diagnose hard start, poor running, R&R warm-up regulator, back flush with Bosch injector cleaner. A 944? So close. 924. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Seventy-nine nine twenty-four. I, I Honestly, I, I do not know how I got there. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say you can't get a nine forty four for four grand. You can in New yeah. England. Well, uh, yeah, maybe rusty. You can in New England. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely can. Um, I think you can just you that get one. one you would want. 
I mean, look who you're talking to here. Okay, sure. Um, I so that that brings up a good point. So before we end this episode, Andrew, after this successful, actually before I ruin it, do we have play us out music for Crack Don't Tell Me? No, we did. All right, good. Um, I last or since last recording, um, I've been offered four cars. I've been offered so many cars <laughs> as a daily, um, none of which have airbags. Um, the Audi can have airbags. None of which have airbags that I've reasonably considered. Okay. Um, our, our listener Andy <laughs> said, and our friend Andy just said, "Why don't you get another nine thousand? Uh, five, uh, four thousand, nine thousand. Stop nine thousand. Well, I thought about that, and here's why I said no to that. Did he just say that in a group chat? Uh, no, I was talking to him over the weekend. Oh, okay. In person. So I've thought about Believe it or not. That. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thought about that. And the reason I'm not going to get another 9,000 um, is simply because out here, they all have super trash interiors. And I don't want to drive across the country in a 9,000 again at the moment. Unless one popped up that was like a killer deal like my other one, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, also, I had made that car so goddamn nice that I don't want to start over again. Mm-hmm. Um and unless one came up that was a killer deal or was a low mile, absolutely stunningly mint car, I, I don't want another 9,000. I, I, I was falling in love with that car and that car specifically, not 9,000s as a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be like, I'm not going to seek one out, but if one falls in my lap, I will buy it. How's that sound? Um, but since last recording, um, I've been offered all of these daily drivable cars. Um, and my father called me and when you talk to your parents, their number one concern out of life is usually that you're happy and healthy and safe, right? (laughs) That's generally the concern from your parents. Yeah. So he called me and he said, you just got to get back into a car and not worry about it. So he doesn't care if I die in a fiery car crash (laughs) on the highway, obviously. (laughs) So obviously dad, I'm kidding because I know you're going to hear this. Uh Um, but he's not wrong. I just need to get in a car and do it. I've been driving for 24 years and I've never had a massive car wreck like that in my entire life. Um, my office is actually moving to a much more local place, uh, in the next couple of months. So I'm not even gonna be driving on the interstate every day anymore anyway. So it doesn't even gonna matter. Um, also on top of all of that, modern new cars are boring and Brad is back. (laughs) So (laughs) we're out. Um, there is a list of cars I have been offered now in the past week or so. Uh, and one of them um, is so dumb. It's very dumb. And so over the top. It's really dumb. Um, and it's owned by a friend of the show who's actually guested on the show. Um, and his wife wants it out of the driveway real bad because <laughs> they don't even use it anymore. Oh, uh, and it I has. Know, I know what this car is. It, you know what car this is? Yeah. What car is this? Is it the. Rialta, the Riata, the Riata. Yes, it's a Buick Riata. So it's the only production car ever to have a CRT touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. So that'll smash your face instead. <laughs> Listen, this is a temporary thing. Um, I think it would a be good for the podcast because it's another ridiculous car. So it'd be a cool car to have around and photograph and make some small improvements to and drive for six months or so and then move on to something else. Um, so that's in the running. Um, there's been talk of some German cars 
that belong to the gentleman sitting next to me. That he's like, you can buy that. For cheap. For not a ton of money. And they're great cars. Um, so it would need some suspension work because he messed it all up. But there's a... Uh... <laughs> Maybe two to three hours of work. Yes. Not a lot of work. Um, there's a certain S6 that's on the table as well. Um, there's some there's some neat stuff out there. And I think I'm going to buy all my friends' cars that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> drive them for six months and move them on and get them out of our friend circle. How's that sound? Sure. Right? So yeah. maybe maybe eventually I'll even get to your Q45. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, I think it's been settled. Um, I think the most reasonable suggestion out of anybody was from the current owner of said Riata. Um, he made a strong case for an early Xterra. Yeah. Um, because their five speeds are available for a sub $6,000. Um, it would scratch my itch for going off road. Um, they have air conditioning and airbags. Um, yeah. And then our, uh, our buddy Dan grabbed an orange one that's a five speed. It looks killer in orange. Yeah. And he was doing sweep with it at the sprint this weekend. Yeah. So I think that in the back of my brain, I think that that Xterra is, is there. Um, and if and, I, and out there, they haven't rotted away. If, if, if I do this right, um, I'm going to have a succession of dumb, fun cars rolling through the driveway and maybe just have an Xterra eventually as well. So we'll see what happens. You but could tow with it, too, if you want to. I, I Honestly, I could tow small cars that I'm into on a dolly with it easily. Yeah. So and I think actually, um, doesn't Jordan tow an actual U-Haul trailer with his with the car on it? Uh, I think he uses a, he's got a bigger Land Cruiser for that, but no, no Jordan. Jordan's towed the Volkswagen. Oh, 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 yeah, he's he he's got a second gen though. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, there it's 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 an option. Um, that might be something that we talk about here for a uh, like a family owned camping rig. So that's yeah, that's on the that's on the list as well. But I think in the meantime, uh, there might be something dumb happening. I, I don't know specifically that will be the Riata. You know, the, the, the conversation was over beers. So maybe now that <laughs> beers have decided, maybe it's not even for sale. I don't even know. Um, he'll have to, uh, I'll have to contact him again later. So this was just, you know, last night at a restaurant. If you beers. ask his accountant, it's for sale. His accountant was willing to give me for 20 bucks. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that uh, sat very well in his brain. <laughs> and I don't want to buy it for $20 either. I want to pay him a true value of the car. But um, yeah, so I, I think it's time just to run through some dumb, some for lack of a better word, some dumb shit and uh, not worry about it. It's probably, probably the right move. Yeah. So, and if a 9,000 happens, you one of those cars, that's dumb shit. It happens. I mean, really now is the time for you to get a motorcycle and commute on that. I just, I just, I just was okay with not airbags. Now you, now you, you colluding with my dad. Is there a life insurance policy? I don't know about here. Jesus. Um, but yeah, my dad basically told me to, uh, suck it up, Nancy and just get a car. So, uh, he's not wrong. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, it's, I just, I just need to do it. I mean, I've done it my entire life. I commuted in the wintertime in an 80 Colt in Boston traffic for years. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. You only live once. Everybody would be sad, but at least they'd know I died happy. (laughs) Right. You only got one life. Right. Right. So I got nothing left to give. I might as well give the world entertainment through yeah. pictures of terrible cars. Uh, so anyway, Andrew, do you have anything else to add to this podcast today? Or should we end it on how everybody's trying to kill me? No, I, I've got nothing. Okay. I mean, 
Do you like Riatas? Uh, I don't like any GM stuff from that era. Oh, what if it's a GM stuff designed by an Italian? Like a Riata. Uh, maybe. I really like Riatas. I think they're attractive. I wish that they were the Fiero I thought they were underneath. Yeah, they're not. They're no. They're front wheel drive. Yeah. I know that, that now, the, but when I was in high Michigan school. Michigan Ander and you coming out. Yeah. Is that a word, Michigan Ander? Michigander is the is what Michigander? we call ourselves. Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good call. Anyway, they had a lot to think about it in the wintertime when it was dark by three. Yeah. No, when I was uh, when I was in high school, a friend of mine had a Riata, and uh, it was a nice car. I thought it was a, a Buick Fiero, but it is not. It would have made too much sense for GM at the time, you know? Yeah. There's a picture of a slammed one that I'm going to send you, Andrew, and it just makes uh, it makes my life. Um, but anyway, uh, we're, off dro- we're off topic. I do got to go back to the conversation we had the other night that ended in the Riata because I was talking about buying a 924 as a daily. Yeah. So it's funny that you chose one. Um, and that turned into, well, if you want a 924, why don't you do this? If you want this, why don't you do that? So I don't know. That's where we're at. Life is good. I'm just going to have a succession of terrible cars and... Mm-hmm. I honestly think that anybody listening probably figured that was going to be the outcome anyway, because that's pretty on brand. <laughs> it's very on brand. Yeah. Why? Why choose? Why? Why change my brand? Why change now? Why change now? Mm-hmm. So, I'll be a terrible human forever. Might as well lean into it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, Andrew, what's, uh, actually, before we do our own, let's see, Bradley, where can people find you in the social media world? Oh, boy, I, uh, I have an Instagram now. You do? I was off Instagram for a long time. I'm back. It's the same as it used to be, pl- at plugin hi Brad, H-Y-B-R-A-D. Everybody else named Brad has a way cooler Instagram name involving your name <laughs> than I do. Between you and Breaking Brad, I don't know who's better. Tsis three five zero. It's Brad. the best. Tsis Brad 350. Yes. I don't, I don't understand. Um... I am also on Twitter. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Uh, too much of my time, if I'm honest. At BC Brownell over there. Uh, you can read my work on jalopnik.com and flatsixes.com. Um, and you can go to Autopia 2099 this June in San Francisco and this December in Los Angeles. And Radwood's, uh, you know, at Radwood Official. You guys know where to find Radwood stuff. I uh, I recommend the Autopia show. Uh, it's eye-opening. Um, I think I talked about it it's the fun. weekend after it happened. Yeah. It was really neat to see the world of electric cars that I'm unaware of beyond Teslas and Nissan Leafs. It's fun. Or, excuse me, apparently the proper pronunciation is Tesla. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Tesla. I'm pronouncing it wrong it's, all this time. It's whatever Tursla? you want it to be. It's Porsche That's right. and Tesla. So yep. it's not Tesla. But whatever, the rock band is Tesla. Probably, yeah. yeah. I saw them. Start an EV car company called Edison. I think there, there was, was one. one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and it failed miserably because it was some kind of uh, scam. scam. But there wasn't Edison for a little while. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, again, this is a historical con. This is a historical right, context. Well. Marconi. This is your radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll advertise that we'll have wireless charging out of the gate. I'm gonna bring back um, uh, the, the 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 yeah the the Ralph whatever they called the who was the who was the guy that invented the word TV? Uh, oh. Months, Madman Months. I'm gonna bring back Months. Months Jet. As, yeah, as okay. an EV. 
Well, I like that you have Marconi, Andrews. I think that my uncle did some like lineage once, and there was like some like obscure connection to my family to Marconi. So well, there uh, you go. That's yeah. your claim to fame. So you owe me then... rights. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Saying, just for saying his name. <laughs> people a hundred dollar deposit, and uh, like I said, it'll have wireless charging, and uh, you know that's it. Yeah. They'll line right up for you. It's a wireless charging. Uh, that, that, this giant parking pad in your driveway. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. There there was a company that was testing that, I believe, in Germany. Huh. And then uh, the story, I don't know if it's an old Puppies wives were tale. getting electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's an old wives tale, but they said the cat went under there yeah. one night. And, uh, <laughs> it did not end. Yeah. There was a company in Boston trying to do it. I, I haven't heard from them in a while. Huh. Because you have to be through a contact point and induction charging, and yeah. tires are not conductors, right? So that wouldn't work, right? No, you park over like a like a it's like yeah, a giant you over induction a charge, you know, induction for your phone, you have induction phone charging. Man, I am <laughs> deathly afraid of electricity. You uh-huh. couldn't pay me enough nope. money to do that. Nope, it's so, awful hot. Yeah, uh, although it would be a good way to melt ice in your driveway. <laughs> All right, so find me on the internet at Instagram uh, tsiss three five zero. Uh, I'll try to work Brad into that somehow. So TSISS350. Uh, Andrew, where can they find you and us? We are at uh, on Facebook, Auto Off Topic Podcast, Auto Off Topic on Instagram. There is an Auto Off Topic Twitter. I don't use it too much. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Race and Anger. I'm on Twitter. I think it's Race and Anger. Uh, yeah, and, it is. Um, and um, oh, yeah, our new instagram which is scale autocast uh oh, yeah. podcast is coming we're working on it yeah so it's our schedule is going to be we're going to be recording it the first monday of the month every month yep um and we'll see how it goes the first few episodes and uh if we wind up doing more we'll do more but you know we're trying to we don't want to rob content from our main gig here so it's going to be exclusively scale car stuff but the instagram page is alive and actually starting to thrive pretty well um between Andrew and I, we certainly have enough inventory to do one picture of a scale car a day for the next 342 years. We certainly do. So <laughs> I think we'll be okay. And for some reason, we keep buying more. Yeah. So, well, as always, keep your cars analog and aim for the roses. See ya. <laughs>